Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Spiritual Leader. I'm your host, Darren Baldwin, and I have some exceptional guests yeah. with me today. We have two-thirds <laughs> of Shekinah Glory. So, so it's Shekinah Glow, right? Shekinah Glow. <laughs> or, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> Shek Glory, or Shek. just Glory, That's whatever. Right. Um, it's super good to have you guys, and you. we're m- maybe a lot of viewers um, have don't maybe... I'm sure everybody in the world knows who you are, but maybe there might be someone that doesn't. So we'll get into a little bit about who you guys are, but it's really good to have you today. Thank you. And Shekinah Glory's been here. Well, you've been coming to Melody Church for how long? 1982 or three? So almost 40 years since the beginning. Our church. Since the beginning. We just turned 40 this year. So you've been there almost all of them. All all of them. Yeah. So you guys came in with Bob Champion. Bob Champion. And then you came through with. With Laura's parents. Yep. Frank and Amanda Davis, my father in law. Yes. And, and then uh, you guys, God and then now you, you guys, we now I don't mean to be this to sound the wrong way, but oh, yeah, you guys, I said last night, you guys are almost like the rolling stones of the spiritual <laughs> realm or because you just keep going through the succession of the generations. And, you know, this actually really blesses Laura and I more than anything. When we're with you guys in a meeting, we see the generations that literally come up to you one by one, the grandmothers down yeah. to the little children that you've actually had an impact on. I can't think of anything more powerful oh, thank you, Holy than Spirit. that. It's yes. just so awesome. But it, it just is. shows you the longevity of when you receive from God. When you receive from the Holy Spirit, it will endure. That's powerful. It will just endure. And whenever we're, whenever I'm giving somebody something from the word of God, I know that if they will receive it as the word of God, it will work in them. I think the Bible says effectually, Mm. it really will. And it will never stop. Even if they put it on the shelf, it's still there. They just maybe become unaware of it for a season. Mm. But once they take that step back in, it's still there. Those things are eternal. I've purposed in my heart to keep it going. With every generation, I don't want to lose it. With every did you did you guys foresee this when you started? I mean, I don't know what 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 year did you start the ministry or how did it? Well, 1978 is when we actually had, as far as with Ray, my husband, who wasn't my husband. Ray's here in the studio. He's the he's the studio. He doesn't uh, have his makeup on. (laughs) But it was it's when I rededicated my life in seventy. Was it six? 77. And I made a list of things that I wanted. And one of the list was, because I always had a band. I was in show business. You were an entertainer. I was an entertainer. In the secular world. Yes, I was. was. Lois, you weren't. No, I was. Not yet. I sang in clubs for tips with my brother. And then really? when I met Cindy, I had... What kind made, of stuff? I don't mean to get on this side, oh, but it's just interesting. Like, what kind of stuff did you guys sing? I mean, well, where... <laughs> Well, well I, I, I did heavy rock, I did blues, I did jazz, I did all pop. I mean, what would be a typical, I don't think but, people have seen maybe this side of Shekinah Glory. What well, you know, what would be a typical thing? Okay, I mean, you'd go with your guitar Sh- and just sing. That wasn't Shekinah Glory. Wait a minute. I asked this the is Lord, pre-Shekinah Glory, I asked huh? the Lord for, I wanted, I'd had bands, I'd had groups, I've had all kinds. But I said, I want three singers. I want harmony. I love harmonies. But I want a guy... Or a girl, I didn't care, but I wanted a guy, really. I said, I want a guy that can play the piano or guitar or something like that. It would free me up because I, I, like I like to be free yeah. and do yeah. what I want to do. 
And so I had that list along with a church. I want a pastor. So, wait, you knew right away when you gave your when you rededicated your life that you were going to be ministering oh, yeah. in I music. Kn- yeah, the Lord told me when I was five, I would go around the world you, singing. You, you too. No, you that just kind of got drugged into this thing. No, well, and neither did Ray. He didn't. He didn't know either. But, but I'm going to do this quickly. But I we're going to talk to Ray like he's on the set here. I want to insert this that yes, Cindy had rededicated her life to the Lord. But she was far from understanding what she knows now mm-hmm. about what was going on with with her life and living out the will of God. But I knew she, I was going to. But she had I a just, vision. I didn't know how? Yeah, she had a vision that that you don't really, you know, the Bible says the steps of a good one are mm-hmm, ordered mm-hmm. of the Lord. It's one step at a time. And even though her life was not like, oh, you know, she's the saint, uh, whatever. She was, I mean, we met working in a nightclub in Nashville, Tennessee, and she was doing the dance set, and I was in the <laughs> bar. So, this you is know. awesome. What, what? You got a little <laughs> yeah, Take care. Yeah. I put yeah. it there. There you go. Um, you Tom, guys don't have like a Joyce Myers testimony, do you, that you were doing your Bible study while you were chain smoking in the basement? <laughs> uh, well, actually, when she met me, I was smoking. But, no. This is awesome, folks. No, no, what happened? This is the rest of the story with Shekinah Glory okay, here, folks. I dedicated my life. I went to the, the lady who helped me what became the president of the biggest publishing CEO. company the ceo mm. um, in the world it became sony music at wow. that time donna was, healy she's very well known she helped start a dove awards and everything she's really she's awesome. with the lord now but she was a sunday school teacher and she was in the publishing house and she said why don't you come to my sunday school class and i was as stoned as can be cindy <laughs> had come to nashville no come to her church and i was a she was working as a songwriter songwriter and a uh, demo singer at this publishing company. But I had turned down 11 deals. That's and that crazy. was Movies, producer, I turned down 11, any of which would have put me. I'm, I'm glad you turned those deals down. <laughs> but, but it made no sense for me to go to Nashville is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Why? I've already turned down the biggest you can get. At London, L.A., you know, all around. And, but God had me plan there for me. So that lady asked me to come to Sunday school at the publishing house. I, uh, but I went, so that's a whole other story. But I was still working singing in the nightclub. That was her professional that job. That is just crazy. Singing. The guys Four were, Guys Harmony House. They were Grand Old Opry stars. Grand Old Opry wow. singers. And, and so I was the girl singer. But I would come in. And when I came in one night, I came in, I looked through the lattice, and I saw Lois, because I had been on a USO tour. And she was uh, the new girl there at the at the counter, and I thought, oh, they must have hired somebody new. And then all of a sudden, I heard on the inside. Now I know nothing about Holy Spirit, but I, all obviously, I, I, I operated in that yeah, even in, yeah. in a secular. But I said, oh Lord, this came out my mouth, and I looked over at her and I said, Lord, you have something for us to do. Wow, I love that. The whole thing started supernatural. Thank God. I love that for the supernatural. Anyway. The Holy Spirit, I love him more than anything and anyone. So then that's when uh, I met Lois, and she was in my dressing room, since I didn't change with the guys, and she was cashing out one night, and she said, I like to smoke. And I thought, okay. I didn't say a word. Now, let how, me, how old were you? Now, let me insert. How old were you okay. then? Yes. I was, um, I, let's see, that was 1978, so I was, uh, I was born in 57, so that was, I was 20, no, 76, I'm sorry, so I was 18, 19. Okay. So, 19, but 19. before she'd come back from the USO tour, uh, all of the people who worked in the club, they told us, now the girl singer's coming back. She's got religion. And she's gotten religion, <laughs> so just be prepared. Oh, my god. Well, see, gosh. I was raised in the Jesus movement. I was born again when I was very young, 
I was, I was not spirit-filled, but the Jesus movement, my, I had an older brother. We sang together in coffee houses. So I was really committed to the Lord. But I did not know anything about spirit, soul, body. Mm. So I thought every thought mm. that came through my, every thought that came through my head, if it was my thought, it was me. Yeah. And I had no concept no, about understanding the difference between who I was Spirit, soul, and body. Have I ever, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I probably haven't told this audience. <laughs> so, but I was very, I knew, I, I had been called, I'd been made fun of in junior high for being a Christian. So wow. when they said, oh, she's gotten religion, you know, watch. I thought, well, I know all about that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've been there. I know exactly what that is. So my, um, my thought was, it doesn't bother me, you know. Mm-hmm. I just, the only reason I wasn't living for the Lord at that point is because I had come to a point in my life where things had begun to happen, and I didn't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. And I can remember laying in my bed at night saying, you know, Lord, I love you, mm-hmm. but I just can't live for you. Oh. I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with me. But the thoughts and feelings that I'm having, they're not going with living for you. Mm. And so I just put it on the shelf. So then when I met uh, Cindy, you know, and they told me she had religion. Well, so then we I come back in the um, room after because I was Your office, out. my dressing room. And I was smoking, <laughs> yes. Then she, and then I she said, say, and I like to drink. And I went. Okay. And I told her. You're said, just laying the foundation and there. I said, I'm I okay like with your religion. Just don't. I'm and just going to let. I just kept saying, I'm okay, because I never said a word. It was like when the Mandrells had their TV show years ago in Hollywood. And I went there. And so so I was sitting there, and all these celebrities would walk in. And, and so Louise would say, oh, that's my friend. She's, she's a Christian. She's really, you know, she's really turned on to Jesus. Don't pay any attention to her. And I'm sitting there going. I didn't say a word. <laughs> you yeah. like, want to have the disclaimer really? out there. Really? But so what happened is, um, you know, and I told her, I said, I don't like people who say praise the Lord all the time. Ah! <laughs> that uh, is good there. But you know, what happened was, <laughs> oh, we started. Man. I started calling her up on the stage. I found out she <laughs> oh, could sing. Yeah. So, so that's n- typical in Nashville. Everybody who works in a club. Man, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall during that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm very free with people. I would call people up. Oh, can you, you yodel? Oh, let me tell you, I yeah. think you still do that. I think yeah. you still do I that. I tried to explain this to people. She, I tell people in the church, I said, Cindy was probably had similar traits in the world. Uh, yes. And then the Lord just uses them now. For, I just for like to include everybody I love in it. everything. I, I don't like to great. leave anybody out because it's not a very fun feeling. I want to ask you guys a question. But, um, but you want to hear something. You said I want to hear. Okay. I called her up. I said, what can you sing? And so, because I was singing all the, the pop songs back then. Yeah. You know, she, so she said, Desperado. <laughs> so, so she sang that. She was really good. And that I said, is I said, really well, let's awesome. Let's sing something oh together. So let your love flow. Like a mountain stream and let your love go. So she and I, we would sing that, you know, together. I mean, so that's the point. Everybody awake now? Yeah. That is. It's over. That's awesome. It's over. Thank you for that little additional uh, piece there. There you go. I wanted to ask you, you were explaining maybe the, some of the challenges you had as a teenager, or maybe as, yeah. a, you know, growing up. And do you think some of those things that maybe you guys experienced in your younger years of, know a child or teenager you think can you pinpoint some of those things and say that was 
the enemy trying to destroy my life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, was there a point where you said, I mean, I know I've heard some of your testimony, both of your testimonies, but well, do you think, because we're, we're really focused on reaching this next generation, all generations, but focused yes. on the next generation. And I just see the, the enemy just trying to destroy them That's his job. through media and, you know, well, the it's, music it's and consumes, the whole nine yards. You know, it consumes your emotions. It consumes your your thinking and, and what you what you focus on, you know, will begin to move and shape your life. But for me, the the really the reason I'm here today and not a nightclub somewhere is because I found out the simple truth of the gospel. I, I'll, t- I'll give you the story. I was um, listening to a tape by Kenneth E. Hagan called Understanding Your Place in Him. Mm. My sister sent it to us in Nashville. Wow. And I had... Um, oh, so powerful. I had been a Christian for 10 years, but I did not understand the difference between who I was, my spirit, yes, my soul, yes. and my body. And he told the story. I'm listening to this um, this tape, and he's telling the story of listening to a man on the radio yep, while he's driving I know driving exactly home. what you're talking about. And he tells the story of this man, uh, this pastor who gets up, and he has a man who it was saved in his mission come up, and he says, I'd like for you to share some things that are, you know, let people know what we're doing. They were what having we a support. fundraiser, what they support. And so the man from the mission who'd gotten saved, who had been an alcoholic, who had been a great, you know, businessman, but had destroyed his life through alcoholism and lost his family and everything. And then he, he stops and he looks at, he, at the, the church people and he says, I'm not proud of any of this. He said, I'd give anything in the world if I was as pure and holy as any points to a young girl sitting on the front row, a young girl. Mm-hmm. And Brother Hagen is telling this story. I'm listening to it. And he says, the pastor of the church got up and said, I couldn't let it go. No, he said, I, you didn't finish. He said, the, uh, he I, said I'd be as pure if I was as pure oh, and holy. That's right, yes, go ahead. And Brother ha- uh, the pastor of the church said, I couldn't let it go. I got up and I said, you're more pure, you're more holy if she's never been born again. Wow. And so I'm listening. And then Brother Hagen inserted this. He said, there are no sin scars left on the Christian. Mm. And then he said, I didn't say there weren't any sin scars left on your body. Mm. But your body is not you. Gosh. Hallelujah. And when I heard that, it was like a light went off. And I, mm. because I really did not know who I was. I would, you probably heard me say it. I tell people I knew I had a home in heaven. I just didn't know heaven had yeah. a home in me. Yeah, it's so powerful. And I just began to understand the simple truth that I am who God says I am. I'm not mm. who my past tries to identify me with. I'm not who my maybe family members think I am. Yeah. I am who God says I am. Amen. And the more I find out who God says I am, the more I can live the way God wants me to live. Mm. And it was, a, it was like a light going on. It was like seeing a road sign, and you're on a road. I don't know where I'm going, but I know I'm going somewhere. Where am I going? And then you see a road sign, and you know exactly your destination. It's like, now I know. I know I can get wherever I need to get it's because powerful. I understand. So powerful. And it changed my life. And the simple truth of understanding 
that I am who God says I am. And so I always tell people, if you're having trouble in a certain area of your life, like the value of your life, uh, the meaning of your life, uh, find a scripture that talks about that from what God says. Because, you know, you either are living by what God says or you're living by what somebody says. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who it is. Somebody's talking to you. And if you can switch that from being whatever the media or culture is trying to dictate to what God says, you, you, you've crossed the line. It's powerful. And I, one of my favorite verses is Ephesians. Ephesians, Ephesians, sorry, it's been a long week. Yes, I know. Chapter 2, verse 10. Preaching last night. Go for ahead. we, for you are God's own handiwork. I love that. You are the product of so God. So powerful. And then he goes on and says, you were recreated in Christ Jesus. And then he says, for good works. And then it says, which God has before determined for you to walk in there. So good. I mean, think about that. Number one, you are God's handiwork. One translation says you are God's masterpiece. I heard the story, true story, of them uh, going into the uh, Louvre and, and uh, getting a masterpiece somebody had and slashed it up. Oh. And they, you know what they did? What well, was a masterpiece? So they didn't just say, well, just throw it away, put something else up. It was a masterpiece. So you know what they did? They found master technicians who could come in and <coughs> restore and refurbish re, uh, that, is that crazy. masterpiece. And they, they didn't neglect it and leave it alone because it was a masterpiece. Well, wow. when I heard that story, I thought, well, that's God's the master. I'm his masterpiece, Peace, yeah. and he will, he knows how to restore your life. I love that. And he will restore your life yeah. if you'll just let him have his way. I love that. Masterstroke. But so tell good. the story before that, before we received that, that tape from, cassette tape from my sister, it, we were, we well, were, you and I were looking at the, 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 the scriptures together. And we started reading uh, scriptures about uh, like who you are, what God says about you, and the Bible uh, in Christ and in Him, in whom. But we had uh, read Second Corinthians five seventeen. Well, Second Corinthians five seventeen says, therefore, if anyone becomes a Christian, mm -hmm. they are a brand new person Gosh. on the inside. Old things have passed away, mm. and all things have become new. And so we were reading it, and I asked Cindy, I said, do you know what that means? And she said, well, no, I don't know what that means, but if it's true, then there is a me that I don't know. Wow. That was a revelation. That's awesome. So, but there's it took a, a long, me that I don't know. Yes, that, there's a me I don't know, but that took a long time mm. for me to realize who that was. It didn't happen overnight. I want to actually, um, I want to get into that. We're going to do another podcast, at least one more. Okay. And I actually, I will, I'll leave you with this on the, this episode. I, I, when I was first born again, well, I was saved in one of your meetings. <laughs> I was saved in one of your meetings. Ran over the chairs. February 13th, 1997, High yeah. Springs, Florida. Um, I somehow within the first year started getting a hold of some of the 
your, well, your scripture books, the In Him, In Christ uh-huh. scripture books. And anyway, I have some neat things I want to I want to ask you guys about those In Christ realities, okay. um, and then we'll see what other all right directions the Lord leads us. But okay. anyway, all right. I hope you guys have uh, gotten something out of this today. I know I have. It's it's just it's interesting to me to just kind of kick back and yeah. just have a conversation um, and hear some of those. <laughs> Things about you know where you guys have come from. <laughs> What's it called? Uncut, unedited. What's it called? Yeah, this is un- unfiltered, unedited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. But we don't have any beeping sounds, and we don't have any of that. But it's just we want to, you know, it's it's power. A testimony is powerful. Yes, it is. You know, yes. and that that just really ministered to me to hear some of you all's stories. So, anyway, we love you guys, and we're praying for you, and we're believing uh, that the best is yet to come. Uh, for all of us as we make an active decision to follow the Lord's will. Amen. Glory to God. So uh, we'll see you real soon. God bless you. God bless you.